6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Wanted to dial up Eric Alper, who's a freelance music publicist. He's a serious XM host as well, friend of this show, to talk a little bit more about Meatloaf. We'll talk about the enduring legacy of this music. Hey, Eric. Hey, how are you? I am good. Where were you the first time you heard Meatloaf music? Um, uh, in my sister, in my older sister's bedroom, stealing a copy of Bad Out of Hell um, <laughs> that I am gleefully admitting now after <laughs> denying it for the last 35 years. Um, my whole life consisted, uh, music-wise, of... Donny Osmond, Sean Cassidy, um, 16 Magazine, Teen Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her Bad Out of Hell album in on the floor beside her record player. Thought it was a comic book mm. based on the drawing of the front. Put it on and had absolutely no idea what I was listening to. But I loved it. It was rock. It was schlocky. It was <laughs> opera. It was classical. It was bombastic and big. And the songs were really long. Um, <laughs> and I still feel that way. I yeah. think that the, the DJs that used to play it in 1977 would need to go to the bathroom and they would put on <laughs> a couple of songs from Bad Out of Hell because they were sick of playing two-minute songs. But I still think it's one of the greatest albums of all time and 43 million other people agree with me because that's how much it's sold since 1977. And Eric, you, 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 you talk about at that time, you know, Donny Osmond, the Bee Gees, that sort of thing. And then here comes Marvin Lee a day known as Meatloaf with uh, a look that's completely different, a sound that is completely different, shaking things up. But boy, oh boy, this huge hit of an album, this monster monster of an album did not come easy, did it? No, in fact, you know, it was a long time coming because after Meatloaf appeared on the Broadway musical of Hair and then Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, which that that movie bombed. Like, it did <laughs> no business. And the record was deleted. The record label for Rocky Horror didn't manufacture any more copies anywhere in the world except in Canada. And Canada actually helped build the, the the reputation of the movie and the soundtrack and spilt it back to the U.S. But when Meatloaf connected with, with Jim Steinman, they were trying for three years and went through 17 different big record labels in order to get Bad Out of Hell released. And everybody said no, except for a very small record label, completely unknown at the time, called Cleveland International. And they took a chance on it with next to no money, and it became the third biggest selling record of all time, still to this day. But, you know, everything about it, like... You know, he wasn't good-looking like Mick Jagger. He wasn't, you know, uh, quote, you know, sexy like a Leonard Cohen or the guys from Van Halen mm. or dressing up like Kiss. There was every reason in the book not to sign Meatloaf and release this record, but he believed in himself, and he believed that he didn't have to be Meatloaf. Meatloaf could have been a character, and that's why they had, um, you know, Ellen Foley on the record and, mm-hmm. and Phil Rizzuto from the New York Yankees broadcast. <laughs> Everything was like a story. Everything had characters in it so that when you were a geeky teenager who didn't get love or, you know, 
had a relate had a girlfriend, but like she wanted you and she needed you, but there ain't no way that she was ever gonna love you. But that's okay because two out of three ain't mm. bad. That people related to that, yeah. and that's all you needed in music: the relatability. Talk about that pairing of Meatloaf and 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 Steinman. I mean, I uh, would Meatloaf would he have been Meatloaf without Steinman? No, no, not even, not even a smidgen of it. Um, Jim Steinman, that was his vision. That would bat out of hell and bat out of hell too. Um, with I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And all those songs were really Jim's vision. He just needed, he needed somebody to do it. It was almost like a Martin Scorsese needs Robert De Niro. <laughs> you know, they can go both go off on their own and do fine work, and it's good. But when you put them together, it's like Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Yeah. It's Lennon and McCartney. It's Jagger and Richards. And there's very few duos like that in music history. But when that magic happens um you have to fight to keep it alive because you know the ego spills in the money starts rolling in you start (laughs) spending like there's no tomorrow um and you think that you're the reason why it's so so successful so you really don't need anybody and that's when the separation happens until you kind of get back together again so no i there's no way that that this that we're talking about meatloaf or even Jim when he passed away a couple of years ago yeah. without the two of them actually pairing out together. Did you know that um, that uh, meatloaf's wife is from Edmonton? No. <laughs> she is, Deborah Gillespie. She's from Edmonton. And he talks about um, when he collapsed on stage back, I think it was June yeah. 2016, right? And he talked about that. And uh, in an article and in comments afterward, he said, Meatloaf's wife told him she would kill him if he didn't perform his show in Edmonton. The 68-year-old singer's spouse, Deborah Gillespie, is from Edmonton. And to please his wife, the bad out of hell hit maker, proceeded with the concert in June, despite canceling two previous concerts because he had the flu. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a wow. big deal, yeah. But Deborah Gillespie from uh, originally from Edmonton. That's a, another connection so, here. And I, I so now I've learned two things in the last five, three things in the last five minutes. That and that um, Meatloaf's daughter married the lead singer of Anthrax, who oh. had a couple of hits. <laughs> And my sister just texted me, and she's very upset that I stole the album back in 1977 because <laughs> she's listening now all the way from Toronto. So uh, I think I'm going to have to go buy a, a copy of it on Amazon or something. Well, Eric, I always enjoy our conversations. Thank you for this. I'll let you go take care of buying that present for your <laughs> sister. Family matters. Thanks so much. Yeah, take it easy. Eric Elper joining us this afternoon. Uh, we'll be fascinated to see where Bad Out of Hell ends up on the iTunes and Spotify charts here over the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, more of your comments coming in this afternoon. Uh, 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Um, lots of questions around a lot of his music as well and his name.